Good to see all faces. Everyone's happy, cool. Okay, so we're going to just jump right into it. Do you remember kind of what, yes, what do you got? Kind of. We're going to be learning about Jonah's path going to Nineveh. So remember in chapter one, if you guys remember a little bit about it, let's recap a little. So we had uh, Jonah, right? He was a prophet of God, and God told him to go to Nineveh. Do you guys remember that? What did he do? You remember? Yes. He decided to go a different path, right? God told him to do this, and he says, no, I'm going to go on this boat and pay this fare and ride with these sailors and go somewhere else. And what had happened after that? Right, there were some storms and catastrophes, and it was because of Jonah and the, all that. They did, you remember? Okay. <laughs> they threw him off the boat, and the fish ate him, right? And then this after two, we talked about the prayer he had for God, right? Good. That's awesome. Now I'm done. Okay, you guys have got it. <laughs> you guys are smart. Awesome. So going back in chapter two, he's in the belly of fish. He's praying to God in thanksgiving. God brought him out of there and saved him from there too, right? And so now we're going to jump a little bit into chapter three. So I'm going to read the scripture to you, and then we'll go over it a little bit. So it's 10 verses, a little long, but just bear with me, all right? So now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Keep that in mind, second time saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim it, proclaim to it the proclamation which I'm going to tell you. Do you guys remember what that proclamation was? Yes. What was it? <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what it is in a sec. I'm just messing. Um, so Jonah got up and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk. Remember that too. Uh, then Jonah began to go through the city um, one day's walk partially is how it got through. And he cried out and said, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Okay? Then the people of Nineveh believed in God and they called a fast and put on a sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. I'll get your answer in a sec. When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, removed his robes from himself and covered himself with sackcloth and sat on the dust. And he issued a proclamation, and it said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, no person, animal, herd, or flock is to taste anything. They are not to eat or drink water. Yeesh. But every person, animal, must be covered with sackcloth, and people are to call on, the God, people to call on God adamantly. And they are to turn each one from his evil way and from the violence which he is in their hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his burning anger so that we will not perish. That's what the king was talking about. When God saw their deeds, that they turned from their evil way, then God relented of the disaster which had declared he would bring on them, so he did not do it. Okay, so I had to just make sure you guys kind of got that. So what you got? Pretty close, right? Okay. That's good. Good job. Yeah, so long, kind of a long span, right? Now, so let me go into a little detail on that. So we know, so Jonah's being told the second time, right? So we know that God gave him a chance after that, right? He, with his sovereignty, he gave him a chance. He told him to do one thing. Jonah said, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And what happens when we do our own thing when God tells us to do something? It never goes right, right? <laughs> and so after that, God gave him another chance and said, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. And he told him to go to Nineveh. So when God tells you to do something, you got to do it. 
It's pretty important, otherwise things happen. So he tells them to go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim it to the proclamation which I'm going to tell you. And that proclamation was 40 more days, and then it will be overthrown. Why will it be overthrown? Do you guys know? Probably because of their wickedness and their sin, right? So Jonah's going to warn them, you know, through that proclamation. What? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So how about Nineveh? What do you guys think of that? You guys know anything about Nineveh, the city? So God, in his word, even says it's a great city. So that's pretty big. So the way commentary actually talks about it, it's about 50 miles long for this city. And back then, it's pretty big. So it would take you three days to walk through this town. And Jonah only got one day's walk through in there at that time. Within those, I would say within those 40 days, might say. So pretty big city, pretty great city. Had about maybe 120,000 people. It doesn't seem like much because Carlsbad's kind of that big, but back then it's pretty big, <laughs> you know? Nope, and so um, he's a spirit. So um, now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk. Then Jonah began to go through the city on one day's walk, and he cried out. So he was walking around. Remember, this is a big, bustling city. There's people walking. It's like if you're in New York, right? You see people everywhere, okay? And so he's crying out to these people 40 more days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. So what would you do if someone told you that? You're in the city, and someone's like, hey, 40 more days, and Nineveh's going to be overthrown. How would you react to that? Would you care? Would you be like, man, whatever? Maybe forget about it? What do you think? Yeah, kind of confusing, right? <laughs> Why is he telling me this? Mm. <laughs> well, that's a, okay. So overthrown is like taken over, like in the sense, right? Well, okay. So here's an example I'm going to give you. Do you guys remember Sodom and Gomorrah? You guys remember that? So Sodom and Gomorrah was a very wicked place, okay? And they were warned after only a couple hours that God was going to send fire and brimstone and burn it down because of their wickedness against him, right? So they were warned 40 days. So that's, they were getting a good warning, right? And so he came in there in the town. He's telling the people, hey, you got 40 days or it'll be overthrown. So what's cool? What did they do next after that happened? Do you know? What do you got? Well, sort of, they did. See, he says, then the people of Nineveh believed in God, right? They believed in God, and they called a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. So why would they put on sackcloth? Do you guys know? No? Okay. Well, that's good. So Scripture talks about when people, like in the book of Matthew 2, when they put on sackcloth, is to show repentance. You know, they're repenting of what's going on. You know, they're repenting from what they've done against God, and they're sorrowful or sorrowful. They have sorrow with that. And so they'll wear those to show that, right? But do you think wearing a sackcloth and just fasting can show true repentance at times? Sometimes. Okay, okay. We'll get to that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what's really unique about this part. So this word that Jonah is telling about God is now going to the king. And so do you think the king's going to respond the same way? Right, he's a king, he's a noble, right? He shouldn't, he's above that, right? He's a king. But check this out. When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, removed his robe from himself, really nice fancy robe, right? And uh, covered himself in a sackcloth and sat on the dust. So you have a king, high established king up this high, Takes off his robe, puts a sackcloth, and sits in the dust. 
So what do you think that is? What do you think about that, how he uh, is relating to God? You know, maybe he's, he's humbling himself to God. He understands that's a serious thing we need to address and repent from. You guys agree? Do you think that's true? Maybe? No. Yeah? <laughs> what do you got, Lincoln? No? no? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So then he goes, and so the king now goes in and issues a proclamation too. And he says, all the animals and all the people and the herds and the flock have to fast and put on sackcloth too. Not really sure. It tends to be more of like a pagan aspect when it comes to putting the animals through this too. Just something they do. Um, so I'm not really sure why they had to do that, but all the animals had to do it too. Um, <laughs> all the animals had to wear sackcloth and not eat at this time. So that was the king's decree. Um, but what they did, so they said that no person, animal, herd, or flock is to taste anything. Um, they are not to eat or drink water. It's kind of rough, do you think? Someone told you not to eat or drink water? But he's, he's pretty serious on this. He's trying to show God about what's going on, how we need to repent of that. And, uh, but every person and animal must be covered with sackcloth, and people are to call on God adamantly. So call on God, call on your Lord, repent of your sins, and turn to him. So the king is declaring that. Um, so that's pretty big when the king of a town that big is telling you to do that after God's already told Jonah to tell them that. So kind of neat how they're humbling themselves to God's word. And, uh, but then there's something else involved in this, right? Remember I asked you, like, does sackcloth and fasting really have true repentance? Maybe, maybe not. Well, he tells them now that each one of them needs to turn from his evil ways. And you remember what the word repenting means? What does it mean? Yeah, that's good. All right, to turn away, like to turn away from your sin and go to Christ and turn away from that old habit and as you are a new creation in Christ when you believe in him, right? So he's telling them to turn from your evil ways and from the violence which is in their hands, right? So the king's like, Tom, you guys got to stop this, okay? God told us something. We got to listen to him and we got to repent because this is real. <laughs> and so he's telling them that. And he says, who knows? God may turn and relent, which means he may have favor for us after that with grace and turn from his burning anger, because remember, when you sin against God at that time, you have his wrath on you. And so he's telling him that we may turn from his burning anger so that we will not perish. That's a pretty good thing we don't want, right? We don't want to perish, <laughs> you know. But here's a unique thing I was going to let you guys know about. God does not want anyone to perish, but wants all to come to repentance. And it says that in 2 Peter 3.9. Um, you know, when we go into that, and so... Uh, now we go into what they've done. So they've done all these things. They've repented and turned away from the evil ways. And now, what does God see? You guys know what he saw in that time? No. <laughs> At least not at that moment. Uh, well, I mean, he can't. He's omnipresent. So. Uh, <laughs> so this is it. So when God saw their deeds, that they turned from their evil ways. So he, he saw they turned from the evil ways, right? Like the king said. And then God relented of the disaster which he had declared he would bring on them. Because he was going to tell them, I'm going to bring them overthrow this town. I'm going to put disaster on this for what you guys have sinned against a holy God. But he did not do it. Because he is sovereign and he has mercy and grace on those. He gives people second chances on that. And he gave them a chance too. And they turned from their evil ways. And that's what God asks of us too. You know, to turn from our evil ways and serve him and obey him. And so my last wordings for you on this part was that the people of Nineveh, great and least of them, heard this and believed in God. Even the king humbled himself. Remember that. He humbled himself to God's word and took off his royal robes and put on sackcloth and even had a decree that all people and animals share in the fast and wear sackcloth since they are all together in this. He even decreed that everyone not only fast and wear a sackcloth for repentance, but even had to turn from their evil ways 
show true repentance. And God saw this and then spared him from it. So story about true repentance in Jonah's case, going to Nineveh and doing what God told him to do according to the word, right? Because he did throw obedience in him after him, how God saved him from the fish. So I know there's a lot to throw at you, kind of a long one, right? My notes are long. I got two pages, but hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And if you have any questions, do you guys have any questions? No, Lincoln, you don't have any questions? Aye. Okay. So if you guys have any questions afterwards, please ask us, okay? All right, we'll go into prayer, and we'll go back to the music, okay? God, we thank you so much for allowing us these chances. Um, as sometimes we fall away, we fall short all the time, and yet you give us grace and mercy to serve you and be obedient to you. And we're so grateful for that. Um, we thank you for the act of allowing us to repent to you from our sins, and we pray for that as well, that we can go to you at any time as you know, you are a loving Father who hears our prayers, and we're so grateful for that. Um, we love you and thank you, and it's in your name we pray, amen.